The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, fellows? Welcome back to another episode of Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. <laughs> I've had the same intro for the longest time and I feel like I need to switch it up. I don't know. I'm feeling it. it literally since I think I first started this, I think the intro has been the exact same. Um, so I guess I'll just use a different voice every time I start the episode. <laughs> that might get annoying though. Anyways, um, today's episode I'm super excited about. I just finished recording, so I'm kind of buzzing off of it. Lucia Stafford, she's a Canadian middle distance runner, 800, 1500. She just most recently, this past weekend at BU, ran the Canadian and the North American record in the 1K. It was 233, which is so fast. I don't understand how someone can run that fast in a 1K, but she did it. In this episode, we talk about so much from her having Graves disease and having to swallow a radioactive pill. Um to, you know, joining Bowerman and then leaving two months later and going back to her coach, who she's had since she was 12, and just so much more, like life outside of running. So stay tuned for today's episode. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than Track Club Atelier. It's presented by the Pittsburgh Track Club, and it's a new clothing brand that has modern and fun designs on loungewear staples. I've talked a bit about it in the last couple episodes, but I'm seriously obsessed with their pieces, you guys. And they're not just for runners. They have cute illustration designs for throwers, jumps, multi-events, and more. The crew neck that I have is specifically for the heptathlon, and I obviously do not do the heptathlon, but the design is so cute that I had to cop it. And they update the shop with new items frequently so, like, fans of the sport can express themselves. They have shirts that say, running time trials won't keep families together, and a tote bag that says, you can go to hell, I'm not going to Eugene again. And I have that tote as well, of course, because obviously I went to school in Eugene. You can find the shop on www.pittsburghtrackclub.com and use code EMMA15, in all caps, to get 15% off your order. Uh, the link is in the show notes, pittsburghtrackclub.com, use code EMMA15, with all caps. Go check it out. Now let's get straight into today's episode with Lucia. All right, Lucia, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Um, to get started, you want to just give us like a little bit of a rundown of who you are and what you're about? Yeah, totally. Thanks so much for having me, by the way. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, my name is Lucia Stafford. I am a runner. I like to do the 1500 and the 800. Um, I also am a civil engineer, but uh, don't 
don't ask me to design anything because I'm a couple years out of practice. And um, yeah, right now I'm actually in a part-time music program too. And so, yeah, I'm living in Toronto and that's my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. A woman of many talents. Okay, wait, what kind of music? It's like a singer-songwriter program, so it's very broad strokes. Just honestly, I think I just I need to have like something else going on while I'm training, and I've always loved music, so I can't. It's only like eight months, so it ends in April before like the summer season gets crazy, which is perfect. Um, but yeah, honestly, I'm sometimes I feel like, what am I doing in this? But it's really fun. <laughs> no, I feel I like it. that's perfect. Like honestly, when I have people on and like, and I feel like a lot of people are this way when you're a pro runner, it's like, that's the only thing that you do that it's nice. It's like so cool to have like a little hobby like that, or just like something that like other interests. Cause honestly, because of the time that you have to put into running and also just like the mental energy that running sucks out of you a lot of the time, it's hard to have other interests. So that's cool that you have like the ability to do that and the passion for it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, I just found like, cause last year I was just running and it almost like took more mental energy to just constantly have all this time to like think about running. So, uh, yeah, I think this is, it's very flexible too. Like I wouldn't be able to like go and work a nine to five right now, obviously, because that would be too much, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good, like in the middle. <laughs> yeah. If you did a, like a full-time engineering job, ran and it's your songwriter, like, oh, you'd have a yeah, lot of time would... at parties. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to go to parties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the social life, something has to give in that equation. The social exactly. life probably out the window. Um, okay, so like, so are you, you're a good singer then or do you prefer like the songwriting part? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I, I, uh, I like to sing. I don't know what I, what level I'd classify myself at. Um, but I, the songwriting stuff is new, but I'm really loving it. Honestly, it's kind of like journaling, but you just like put music to it and it's like not as hard as journaling because you don't have to write quite as much (laughs) yeah I feel like that's such a good creative outlet too because I think to be really happy in life I feel like everyone needs to have their own creative outlet and I feel like that's a really good one that a lot of people don't do um especially if you're like an athlete I feel like totally there's not that many like singers that I like (laughs) that also double as track athletes but maybe it's just like a realm I haven't tapped into maybe there's like a little niche that I'm not aware of (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I the the lifestyles. I don't know how compatible they are, you know, because like yeah, <laughs> being a singer, like a lot of my friends, because I, I have some friends who you know do gigs and stuff around Toronto, and it's all, you're often playing at like 11 p.m. and it's at bars and stuff. So yeah, that lifestyle isn't you know the most compatible. Uh, so maybe that's why it's an, a little bit more untapped. But yeah, <laughs> I literally just what I'm doing is it's mostly on Zoom, and I'm just like sitting in my studio apartment with my guitar <laughs> writing lyrics so that's something too crazy <laughs> is it like a part of like a college program or like what is it just like a random group thing yeah it's it's like a community college program so uh it's like uh at Seneca which is just like a, a community college in Toronto um I just kind of stumbled upon it and I was like eh, what the heck why not <laughs> that's so cool honestly like that's pretty inspiring I feel like I need something like that like it's just some like random thing that I stumble upon I'm like I want to do that like pottery or something yeah totally well I feel like especially I feel very lucky to have running because like that's I know that's like my thing right now and that's what luckily I'm making income from that so it's like this cool opportunity to explore other stuff because I have the engineering degree I know I can't go into that right now but like I want to see what else is out there so it's like a cool time to like 
explore while you have the security of, you know, running and not that running is ever that secure, but you know, I have running there. And <laughs> how, run, how, how secure is professional running really? Like, yeah, you know, it's a bit of, so this makes it feel a bit more secure to have something else too. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, it's getting more secure too, especially you're pretty young too. Cause I was looking at your Wikipedia, you know, as one does doing my research. <laughs> uh, you were born in 1998. So that makes you what? Are you 24, 25? 24. Yeah. 24. Okay. Yeah, so you have like many more years in your running career, probably. I guess, like, how long do you want yeah. to run for? Do you know? Um, you know, I think until it, it stops being fun. Uh, so I and I think that's honestly why I'm doing this too, because I think like in order to stretch my running career as long as I want to, I'll have to have like other stuff going on. Like when I even for that one year where it was like just running, I was like, okay, if I was just running, like I can't do this for like another five years like I can no can't even do this for another year like <laughs> so uh honestly I definitely like I feel like you think about it in Olympic cycle so definitely Paris almost surely LA and then after LA I'll probably be like okay am I still enjoying this um and we'll see who knows I don't even know where I'll be by then <laughs> who I'll be by then I don't know well, exactly <laughs> I feel like so much happens like when people ask for a five-year plan I'm literally like uh I have no idea because I look back at five years ago when was that that was like 2018 like I just graduated college like would you yeah. have I would have never predicted what would happen over the next five exactly. years so I think just being in your 20s though I know and it's it's weird because it's very hard to at first like when you first graduate because honestly up until you graduate university like your life's been pretty like set like you don't have to make that many decisions <laughs> and that's something I really struggled with last year like and all your friends are in the same path as you like everyone's on the same page and then you graduate and it's like all of a sudden an explosion everyone goes their own way and you're like what the heck do I do like now you're officially an adult because you're not an adult before that yeah um but then I was like you know what you just have to lean into it because you have no idea what's gonna happen if you pretend like you have some sort of control it's just an illusion so yeah <laughs> I like that one of my favorite quotes is in my Instagram bio it's if you never wing it, you'll never learn how to fly. Because it's like, oh. you don't know, because you don't, and it's so corny. But it's been in my Instagram bio since like my freshman year of college. And I just love it because it's like, yeah. I feel like all the success I've had in my life has come from just kind of like winging it. Like I ended up transferring totally. to Oregon uh, my freshman year of college, had never visited, ended up like, it was, I don't know, it was a good experience like going to Oregon and then, you know, starting my YouTube channel and like my career, I guess, which is now like everything I've just, been winging it and it just yeah. I don't know I guess you just learn how to fly eventually kind of but <laughs> I don't know if I ever really feel like I've taken flight but yeah well you know that's the thing a bit of turbulence every now and then and you kind of you take a brief little landing break and then you you can yeah yeah, yeah. Again. You can up. Uh, <laughs> exactly okay well I want to talk about like how you got into running and stuff because yeah I mean I feel like everyone just needs their origin story and stuff and you are <laughs> still pretty young and you have I feel like you've been good for a while so I'm just curious like what your background is like how did you get your start yeah so my family was kind of like a running family um as people might have guessed with my sister also being a very good runner but uh so my dad was on multiple national teams uh like for world cross country for Canada so he was a big runner growing up and on my mom's side, um, my aunt and uncle, not my mom, but my aunt and uncle were also big runners. And um, my aunt was on a junior national team as well. Um, so like when I was younger, I kind of had that running background, but I actually started off as like an Irish dancer. <laughs> Ooh, so, wait, didn't your sister too? 
Yeah, we both okay. did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which honestly was great, like base training. Like it, you have to get I've actually heard that. I've met a couple oh, Irish dancers that have converted to runners, and I think there's a, yeah. a strong correlation there. Totally. Um, yeah, I think like I think Sheila Sheila Reed might have been a like she was a former um like Team Canada athlete. I think she was an Irish dancer. Yeah. So it's like pretty common. And it's because it's like very aerobic. And also it's honestly like if you took the 800-1500 and put it into a dance, that's basically what it is. Because <laughs> you have to be like aerobic and like really strong. And that's what it is. So <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> I'm trying to imagine putting those two races into a dance and what that would look like. I mean, I know what like a good Irish jig looks like kind of off the top of my head, but I don't know. It's just yeah. funny to think about a bunch of runners dancing also. So. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be a little twist just on the storyline. <laughs> Surprise, you got a everyone jig. Does, yeah, everyone does a little Irish jig instead of like their final stride. I would be an Olympic medalist, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. You got the qualifications. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And then I played like soccer as well. Um, and then when I was about 12, my dad, we had to like drive out to Brampton, which is like a city an hour from Toronto, uh, three times a week for Irish dancing. And it was pretty expensive because you have to like buy these heavy costumes and these wigs and like literally like sock glue and yeah, it's like this whole thing and you have to get tans. Like it's pretty, pretty intense. And you have to travel a lot, which you do for running too, but it was very expensive. And my dad was like, you know what? I'm tired of paying for this. I'm tired of driving you guys all the way to Brampton three times a week because it's like a lot. And we were also starting to like run more, um, just like at our high school or sorry, middle school. Um, and we were liking it. Um, so then, yeah, we kind of started the transition. I also think I'm pretty competitive. And when I was in like grade four, I won like the provincials by like quite a big margin. And I was like, you know, what? I kind of like that feeling. So, <laughs> so that definitely helped. <laughs> And then also just like, yeah, I think once I started, um, it became like a way to connect with my family. And then also I just got really lucky. Like I met a lot of really amazing people and an amazing coach, which I think, honestly, I think my, like, um, my, uh, endure, like the, the fact that I developed so well and uh, have been at competing at a high level for so long is because I did get so lucky with such a great coach who was able to like develop me slowly and you know, I was never overtrained at a young age and I still had like, had the fun in it. Um, so yeah, because so, that's my coach now still, uh, Terry Ajenko. So I feel like that was a big part of it. And then, yeah, that's kind of how I started. Oh my gosh. So you've had this basically the same coach since you were like, what, in middle school? 12. Yeah. 12 years old, <laughs> like grade eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like I know. there must be so much like trust in that relationship too. Um, for sure. I guess, but uh, we don't have to talk about the Bowerman stuff for that long because I feel like it was a yeah. short stint. But how did you make the decision to leave that coach then and then mm -hmm. just try something new? Well, so I think, um, yeah, like I always loved working with my coach and um, he, he's actually like developed a lot of really good athletes and I knew the training was working and I knew there was still like room to grow there. But I had like been in Toronto my whole life. Like, I went to uh, university there too. And I really just like wanted a change. Um, and I think because my sister was at Bowerman, it was on the West Coast, which I like love the West Coast. I still think I'm going to end up out there. I just, I like, freaking love it. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, so that was my sister out there. And then obviously Bowerman is like it was one of the best groups in the world. And I think it was this, just this question I had in my mind. And if I didn't do it, I knew like there would be a lingering regret and like just wondering what if. And also like you just said, like I, I wanted to wing it. I wanted to like take a leap and like just see what happened. Um, but yeah, it was definitely tough because like it had nothing to do with my current training situation. Like I loved that as well. But I think just really wanting a change was the biggest part. Um, and then, yeah, I got there and yeah, there was parts of it I loved and parts of it that like weren't for me. But on um, it was honestly not too bad of a transition because Jerry, uh, his like personality has a lot of similarities with my college coach. So, um, yeah, like I got along really well with Jerry. So it was it was great. I'm glad I did it, honestly. And I learned a lot and grew a lot. And yeah, I'm really glad I did it. I'm curious, obviously, like, I just have a lot of friends on the Bowerman team or that have mm-hmm. been on the Bowerman team. Like, what did you like and what didn't you like about the situation? Um, well, first of all, I loved, like, I really loved Portland. Like, I love the West, like, I just love really? the West Coast. Yeah. yeah oh, I okay, love- West Coast. Yeah. Portland is, like, so different. Like, I live in California. And in Portland yeah, and California true. are, like, two, we're <laughs> on the West Coast, but it's, like, two very different um, parts, I guess. Yeah. No, that's very true. So in Canada, like when, when people say West Coast, they, they almost always talk about like Vancouver or Victoria, yeah. which are like, um, very similar to Portland, just like a lot of really beautiful lush forests. Um, so I just love that. And I love the uh, I just think I like the lifestyle out there too. Like, I think I was just like meant to be out there. <laughs> but um, like Portland itself, I just loved basically my apartment was like right on Forest Park. So like I would go for like walks okay. in Forest Park like every day. And I just loved that so much. Um, and but the thing is, is we were only there for like two months. So I knew I was never really gonna like feel at home in Portland. So that was tough. I think um, the fact that they're on the road so much would be really tough for me, especially because I do want like need this balance in my life with running. And yeah, like having a community outside of the team would be really hard in that group because they are like just gone so much. And so like that would be really hard for me, especially someone who like didn't doesn't live in the States doesn't you know what I mean? Like, it'd be really hard to get that community outside of running. Um, Like, I think if I stayed like over time, it would have happened. But that was something that I struggled with. Um, I think also uh, one of one of the other things I loved, obviously, are the people like I really got along with the girls there. Like I loved that altitude with Chris and Courtney and it was so much fun. Um, So that was really hard to to let go of as well. But even like after my race on Saturday, they gave me a call and it was so sweet. Like it was just so nice, even though it was a short time. I feel like I did really make really good friendships. Um, And so that was amazing. And yeah, seeing like the level of dedication and talent in the other athletes was really cool. Uh, I think the training, the training was a bit of like a mixed bag because like I do know that aerobically that's a place I can grow a lot. But like the workouts, I think when I like have the most fun in a workout and feel like the most confident is when I'm doing like like what I'm doing now, like more 800, 1500 training. And I think honestly, like there's so many ways to train for the 1500, especially that like at the end of the day, you have to do the training that's going to make you feel like confident and fit and like getting on that starting line, like you're ready to go. Cause like, there's so many ways to do it. So it's just like the stuff there, I think, yeah, like long, slow miles, a lot of volume, like that doesn't excite me. And like, I think in order to train harder, like you got to show up to the track excited for the workout. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think that was something else that I struggled with. Uh, but yeah, all in all, like it was a short time. So 
it's hard to to know exactly like how things would have turned out but I think there was like a just something in me even while I was there like I was glad I did it but I was like I feel like this isn't the setup for me I think the biggest thing honestly was like making sure that I could have the balance I needed would have been really tough to do yeah I mean everything you say like makes a lot of sense the balance mm-hmm. stuff I totally get just from my friends being there people being on mm-hmm. the team, people leaving the team whatever like it's just a, such a specific program that you like really have to hone in on running and that's yeah. basically it. So, I mean, like Carissa, like we had like a good friend group in Portland because I live with her and like we lived right next to our other friends. So like when she was here or when she was in Portland, she was like able to, you know, mm-hmm. have other friendships and same with uh, Sinclair Johnson when she was on the team. It was like we were all mm-hmm. friends or whatever, but I know like a lot of people, it's hard to, I don't know, make friends when you're gone for literally months out of the year. But obviously, like, it makes people good runners. So it just, like, kind of depends on, like, what you thrive best in. Like, now Sinclair's with Pete Julian's group, Mm -hmm. Athletic Club. And I feel like, I mean, this is just from an outward perspective. I just feel like she probably likes the balance of, like, being able to do a little bit more of her own thing a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think everyone's different. And the same thing with, like, the training. Again, I'm I'm not a runner on, on Bowerman. I'm just speaking from outside experience. But... I feel like it would be hard for an 815 runner to really thrive there because the of the amount of like volume and threshold work that they do. Just like the amount yeah. of training that they do, I feel like it would cuz I don't think, you know, I'm not good enough to ever join Bowerman, I never have been, but if I went to a program that was like strength based like that, I feel like I would be in the same situation as you where I'm like this is a little much, you know, I can't, I want to be excited when I show up to the track, not like be dreading this like huge long tempo run that I have to do. Um, and just like do more speed stuff. But like you said, there's like so many ways to train for the 1500. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to know exactly like what works for you until you put yourself, it's like so much trial and error. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's good also that you like took a risk and took a chance on yourself because again, it's so much better like living without regret or what ifs because now like you have it in your mind like you tried it out didn't work as well as you wanted it to um and it seems like it was overall still positive experience so mm-hmm. that's good I guess yeah. like, when you when you decided to leave like why did you end up going back to your old coach or obviously you still had the good relationship but did you want any change from that because you had obviously like left was it kind of weird to go back um I think like because like when I made the decision to leave it because I that was totally isolated from the coaching situation like I still had 100% faith in um the training I was doing with my with Terry uh it was easy to go back because I still had all that like confidence and faith um and honestly like uh I definitely still crave some change and but it's more like location. Like, I think I just really want a new city. Hey, no, <laughs> like, that's fair. Love- like, that would be hard. Yeah. Like staying there yeah. for your entire life. I feel like I, I cannot do like monotony. I moved around so many times just yeah. to, like, especially at this age, you know, when we're young, I feel like now is the time to like move around. So I totally get it. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, um, with running, it can be tricky. Cause it's like, you're not like you, you have to like, like the city and like coach, like that's all like so intertwined. So you can't really make like decisions isolated from each other. Um, but the I, I mean, I am lucky that I'm from Toronto because it is like a very big city with a lot going on. And I think that's why I've been able to like stay in it for so long and be happy. And and I love like the, my community here. My friendships are so great. Um, and my family's here and I'm very close to my family. But like 
yeah, I have this, like, I've, like you said, I've been here for 24 years. Like I have this itch to see somewhere new and like, luckily with running, we do travel a lot. Um, so you do get to see new places, but it's different when you're traveling somewhere new than when you actually live somewhere new. Um, so like all the, I mean, right now I know like this is where I need to be, but like, uh, I definitely still have that urge to move, um, to a new city. And so I think like, even like I do stints in Victoria, Vancouver and Canada just to do that. Cause I love it so much. Um, and, and my coach is like great. Like, at, uh, with the, like, he'll, he'll just send me workouts. Honestly, he's so busy right now. Cause he's the university of Guelph head coach that like, I do often do my training in Toronto when the group is in Guelph anyway. So I know like that would work. And there's so many runners out West in Canada that like, like I know I'll figure out a situation that works, but yeah, I totally have that itch that's still there. So going back, wasn't hard to go back to my coach, but it was kind of hard to go back to Toronto. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard too when you're doing well, because then it's like, if you still have that itch, it's like, why do I have this itch? Like I'm obviously like doing really well. And it's, yeah. it's hard to make a change when things are going well. It's easier when you like have a catalyst, you're like, I'm at rock bottom and I need to do something about yeah. it, you know? But when things are going well, it's like, you're pretty hesitant. I feel like to yeah. make a massive move, but yeah totally that's why I feel like right now I I'm like like I'm uh satisfying the itch by like just the traveling and like doing stints out west um and then yeah and then uh like after like after the Olympics I guess if I want to move to a new city I will but honestly like I said this is what your 20s is I have no idea what's gonna happen <laughs> but like I'm totally happy happy with my like training situation and my coach like I couldn't be happier so like I know like that, that feels secure. It's just like, where do I want to be and exist in my life? <laughs> yeah, that's good. The, the running yeah. is going well. It's more just like internal, like yeah, something new, something fresh. Um, yeah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, I'm curious though, because you have been with your coach for so long. Did you have any periods of like, I don't know, like plateauing and stuff? Because I also ran from like when I was like really young and I was, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, I knew I was pretty good when I was young. Like you win a race and you're like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. You know, there's never, it wasn't like a, I don't know. It wasn't like a, all of a sudden I got really good. I feel like it was just a constant progression, whatever. Um, but like puberty is just a really hard time for a little, a lot of females. And I feel like it's a conversation that people talk about a lot now, but I know for me, I had a, definitely a couple of years where I grew like eight inches in high school. So I like my body completely changed and then I got a little slower. Um, but did you have any like time periods where you were kind of navigating puberty at all? Yeah. I mean, uh, so I, yeah, I kind of had that, like you said, when I was younger, I was 
I mean, not to toot my own horn. I was like pretty good. I toot my own <laughs> horn all the time. I'm like, I'm naturally talented. I'm sorry. It's just, I, I'm amazing. I'm, I'm amazing. I'm the goat. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I definitely started off pretty hot and there was, I think, um, I mean, I don't know if this is TMI, but I hit puberty at like 13. So like, I, which I honestly think was like lucky that I hit it a bit earlier because I think like I hit it before I, my training got too intense almost. And like, I went through that transition early on in my running career, but like, yeah, there, there was a period where I was like anemic. And I think also just like heading into high school, all of a sudden, like I wasn't the best by a lot. And like, that was hard, like making that like mental shift being like, oh, there's other good girls out there. What? Like, you're not just going to win every race. <laughs> so I remember that being really challenging. Um, but I think like, because my coach is, like did such a good job developing me. And he also was my sister's coach too and like developed her really well. And um, like Maddie, Maddie Kelly, my train, like main training partner, she's an 800 meter Olympian. Um, she's worked with him a long time too. And like she's PB'd every year. So like, he's very good at like developing and like making sure that you're like imp constantly improving. And I think because of that <clears throat> in my high school I, years, I still had like that, that improvement year after year, which was really nice. But um, I'd say I like in university, I definitely hit a bit of a plateau because in uh, first year or second, second year, I think I had like a huge breakthrough and ran under 410 for the 1500. And I was like, well, this is so exciting. Like, what the heck? And then um, but I also while while all this was going on, puberty honestly wasn't the big thing for me. For me, it was my thyroid, which I've talked about before in the past. Um, but basically, in grade 10, I got diagnosed with Graves' disease which my sister also has, um, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> but it's basically when you have an overactive thyroid. So uh, you're like constant, your your body's basically like on overdrive. And so your like heart rate is super high, you can like lose a lot of weight. Um, if it goes untreated for a long time, it can be pretty dangerous. Um, but basically, like for training, you just like, are exhausted and like super anxious. And like, when you try to run, your body is just like, just, I don't know, it's like burnt out. It's kind of like that feeling of just being burnt out all the time. And so, um, yeah, I first got it in grade 10 and then you take medication for it and basically you try to like wean off of it and there's like a 50-50 chance that you can like relapse and I kept relapsing. So like I would be like get really fit and have great workouts and like have one or two good races and then I would relapse and then like have to restart from scratch. And, like that just got really frustrating. Um, and so then in uh, like third year, uh, I actually like, this is a funny story. I got, well, not that funny. I had to get my thyroid irradiated. <laughs> so you can either like get surgery to remove your thyroid or because also the medication that you take is like really hard on your liver. So you can't take it forever. Like you're only supposed to take it for like five years. Um, so I got my thyroid irradiated where I swallowed a radioactive iodine pill. Um, so I was literally radioactive. <laughs> You know that song, The Ratchet Dragons? It's about me, by the way, just so you know. Um, what? I've never heard that in my life. Yeah, it's it's like when people go through chemo, I think. Like, it's similar. But, um, yeah, I, uh, just because I was so tired of the uncertainty. And this was, like, in the buildup to, like, the Olympics. So I was like, okay, like, what if I was in great shape? And then, like, right before Olympic trials, I get, like, a relapse. Like, that'd be so frustrating. Um, so, yeah basically what you have to do is you go on like this two week diet where you're not allowed to have like any salt, any milk or like anything like that, which was torture because I freaking love chocolate and I wasn't allowed to eat it. 
and like no i'm not gonna have 100 percent dark chocolate no that's ew, like ew, 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 yeah that's like dying <laughs> exactly i'm not gonna come on that's not the same thing um so yeah and then you swallow this pill and then for like 20, 48 hours i had a quarantine so i actually quarantined before covid um that's a thing wait why do you um, have to why do you have to quarantine because you're emitting re- like you're radioactive so people, like, oh my gosh you. yeah like if people have health conditions it can be dangerous to- <laughs> oh my god it's have- like a dangerous society like if you went out yeah, like- ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly and i had to like use my own bathroom because like my urine was like the most radioactive part because it's like that's where the dis- you're discharging it <laughs> dude did you feel different like did you feel radioactive like did you feel like an alien a little bit I wish I could say yes um but you know what the funniest part actually that happened is in about a month after the surgery happened my family went to Florida uh just for like a family vacation and at the airport we were going through customs and all of a sudden one of the customs officers like their belt goes off and (laughs) they're like um like the radioactive detector is going off on their belt and they're like is that does anyone here like go undergo a medical procedure recently so then I had I was like oh yeah that was me um and I had to go to like the further customs area where they took out this like huge radioactive detector which is more sensitive to make sure it was like actually the the correct amount um for the procedure I got and as they like walked towards me this like massive radioactive detector just like went like beep 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 and when it was over me and it was so funny anyway yeah that was that was pretty interesting um but yeah that's like yeah I mean obviously not the best circumstances but that is a cool yeah. story to be able right to tell. yeah yeah like talk about a good party story like I can tell people I was dude I need to them. have you like you're gonna be my wing woman at parties so I'm like look at my cool friend over here she's got some cool stories to whip out when I like run out of things to talk about <laughs> so yeah yeah so you it was a pill mm-hmm. yeah it was a pill it was really weird because like i had to wear this like whole get up and then just to like swallow a pill it was so bizarre um yeah and then yeah and then slowly it takes like six months i think for it to fully like or, or finish its job uh and then yeah you just like slowly transition to now like now i don't really have a thyroid so i'm on like the the hormone supplement to replace okay. it because mm-hmm. that way it's just like more steady and you can like just take it for the rest of your life um whereas the other one is so like all over the place yeah, yeah. so do you feel better now like can you make it does it did it help a lot oh yeah for sure because yeah I, I think I had like one little I had one little blip out of altitude just because I think like um when you go to altitude like it affects it can affect your thyroid but other than that like my thyroid's been steady for since the like since I 2019 so it's been way better yeah thank goodness <laughs> man I can't imagine like dealing all with all that like being an athlete too I feel like I would just I don't know I don't even know how I have like no medical issues which I'm very grateful for but mm-hmm. I don't even know how like you kind of persevere through that I feel like after a while I would just get like tired and just get- yeah <laughs> yeah well the, the the thing with this is which is honestly like a blood it's definitely a blessing but like you can train while you're doing this it's just like your body literally doesn't feel like your own so you're just like doing this training and you're like not hitting anything that you're usually able to do and it just you feel like that all the time <laughs> yeah, i feel like my ego would just be so fed up at some point though yeah you know, no, it was if tough. I was like if i felt like really bad all the time and i was way yeah. slower i'd be like dude is this worth it <laughs> 
I guess like yeah. what, what kept you going? Um, I think, well, first of all, because like, yeah, most of the people who have this condition aren't athletes. So I think doctors are used to like taking it a lot slower. So I was like pretty like, <laughs> like give me that pill like, give me that pill <laughs> I was like pretty like like my coach and I like went worked with a doctor who was very nice and like yeah they're not used to dealing with the athletes but we were just like okay we gotta like get this sorted like we're on a timeline here um and so I think just like being very like on top of it uh was huge um and then also I would get these little glimpses of amazing fitness which I think would like keep me going and because I knew what was going on I think it was like okay it this isn't just like, you're not, it's not just because you're out of shape. It's like, there's a reason this is happening. And because I was still able to run, it's not like I was sidelined on the bike. I was still able to like show up at practice. And like, I had a lot of really good friends on the team. Um, so I would still able, I was still able to do workouts and hang out with them. And then the one year where I got my, like when I, where I swallowed the pill, uh, I still, <laughs> I still like competed for the team. I just did like relays and stuff. And like, <clears throat> even though, I ran a lot slower. It was still fun to like be a part of the team. I did just kind of have to put my ego aside, which, you know, it can be tough, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm reaping the rewards now. Right. So yeah, see, like you made it to the other side. Um, yeah, it was hard though. Yeah. Did you have any like, injuries along the way at all? Or was it mainly just that issue? That was a, I mean, I'm not going to win. That was like the main, yeah, that was my main big setback. And I've been pretty lucky body-wise other than that. Um, in high school, I, I had a stress fracture and in first year, a stress reaction. Um, but other than that, it was really just the thyroid, uh, which honestly, thank God I didn't have any other injuries because I don't know if I would have made it to the other side if I had that coupled with like physical and, you know, like stress fractures and stuff like that that made me more sidelined. <laughs> well, yeah, because then you actually wouldn't be able to run. So then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, is this really made for me? But yeah. I'm always like amazed by the people that are injury ridden, but then they mm-hmm. make it to the other side and then they just start like doing it phenomenally. I'm like, I don't know how, how people do it. I really don't yeah. like, I don't know an injury every once in a while. It's inevitable. So I feel like people, you can get through a couple, but it's like just constantly year after year after year. I feel like I would just go insane. <laughs> I know it's, it's also just weird how some people, are injury prone like I just think that's weird and kind of obviously unfair like why are some people's bodies just so much more injury prone than others because I again I feel like I'm jinxing this and I'm really scared but like I've been really lucky and I almost feel like like what am I doing like I okay I don't want to say this but I don't like deserve this luck like thank you I mean okay again I you know don't quote me on that I'm very happy I feel like some sort of like Jamie's gonna come out and curse me. <laughs> oh, stop! Everyone, everyone listening to this is gonna be knocking on wood for you. So <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Um, but it is just weird. I think like, but I think you just have to learn your like learn your body and figure out what works, I guess. But yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. <laughs> I but okay, what you said like sometimes I feel like me being like as healthy as I am, it almost feels unfair. Like you said, like. I forgot who it was, but I was, like, when I was in college, like, I've been a pretty healthy person, like, my whole life, like, I haven't really, I I dealt with injuries when I was, like, growing in high school, and then the only one I really had in college was an Achilles one that was my own fault and me just being stupid, which I've talked about too many times, Um, but other than that, like, I was very healthy, like, I ran year-round, didn't have really any issues at all, Um, didn't really do, like, the band exercises, like, 
not the best mm-hmm. at the little things, whatever, but it's like, and I, it almost felt unfair because then I would see people around me like getting injured or just people that honestly just like wanted it so much more than me. Um, but for some reason mm-hmm. they like couldn't put it together or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like it's, I feel like I want to like give it a, yeah. give my body away to someone else. Um, <laughs> like wants to drive, like has the drive more than I do. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. Have, no. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so weird. Um, and even like Maddie, like my training partner, she had like five years of like totally healthy body, um, like great consistent training. And then basically since 2020, I think, um, she like broke her sacrum. Uh, and since then she's been like healthy and able to like, I mean, she went to the Olympics, she's been running really, really well, but like, she'll just get like these little niggles every now and then. And she keeps like talking about like, to me, like, I'm so jealous of you. Like you're, indestructible body like what the hell you're just i took it for granted when i had it and <laughs> okay well then you can just know, hit it with yeah. that i took a radioactive pill okay i was radioactive yeah. so <laughs> no i know she she doesn't mean it in a bad way and like, no i know she, i know i, I know she does say that yeah exactly <laughs> that would be my first fire like, well, you had your thyroid yeah yeah no i do say that and i was like yeah well i had yeah i had other things going on um and she knows that too but it is just it is weird it's weird why some See, people... I feel like everyone has their own little struggles, you know, because I mean, I feel guilty honestly, yeah, exactly. at this point in my life right now, because like I it's the same thing. There's no reason why I can't run and honestly, why I can't be good. I just and I have no like physical issues. There's nothing really wrong with me. Um, And it's like the same thing where I feel like a little guilty that I'm not, you know, putting my full heart into it. But then I also realize that there's more <laughs> life than running and that I spent my whole life doing it and that yeah. it's okay to like not do it. Um. And that there's yeah. no opportunity for me to give my body to someone else. So why do I even think about yeah. these things? Um, <laughs> I think I just go insane living alone. And these are the things I think about all the time. <laughs> I can relate to that so much. I'm living alone for the first time, like ever. And yeah, just some, some of the things you think about, you're like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, okay. Um, I'm curious. How do you uh, say sane living alone? Um. Oh my God. Well, you know. Like I said, I like to sit on my bed and strum my guitar. <laughs> That's a good I one. sing some like good old like Johnny Cash jail songs, you know, <laughs> pretend like I'm really going through it. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I a lot of podcasts. Um, I have a noise machine because I hate the quiet. Like I don't like silence. So um, I just constantly have noise going on, whether I'm listening to a podcast, music, or like wave sounds or rain sounds on my white noise machine. <laughs> um, that helps uh yeah I don't know I think maybe I am slightly going insane so (laughs) but in a good way you know (laughs) yeah there's so many pros and cons to living alone like the pros definitely outweigh the cons like I've been doing it for many years totally oh totally but then there's like some days where I'm like like even earlier today I was just like laying on my couch and I like I'm the same way where I need I need music or like a podcast or something Mm -hmm. on at all times yeah um but then today I was like overstimulated this morning and I just like turned off everything I was just like laying on my couch like this just like laying staring and I was like am I going insane like is this what it means like, should I have someone else's company around like I feel like I'm going crazy but those are those are more rare moments I feel like more I'm like yeah happy that I live alone but oh totally it is like a cool feeling because you do just feel like 100% in control of your life which is just like really nice Cause I just, before this, uh, you know, I was living out like in high school, obviously living at home and then undergrad, I'm living with friends and like, and then, um, uh, I lived with 
like uh, Andrea in Portland and then altitude with like the girls. So it's like, you're always having other people around and you're, you're influenced by that presence, right? Like your day kind of, you know, like, which is fine and normal, but when you're alone, it's like, you have hundred percent control over like what you want to do in your day. It's all up to you. And it's kind of scary. I'm like, someone take the control away from me because I don't know what to do with my life. So, but it's also really nice. That's <laughs> like getting better. Really, okay. I was at run club yesterday, like here in San Diego. And I like, you meet a lot of new people at run club or whatever. And then I have to tell everyone that I'm like cringily, like I have to be like, I'm an influencer when everyone asks like what people do for work, whatever. And then people are like, Oh my God, like that's so cool. Whatever. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it has its pros and cons, you know, like there's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like every job. Um, again, out pros outweigh the cons, but one of the things I said was yeah. like the hardest thing, and it may sound like the most amazing thing to everyone else, whatever, but every single day for the last like four years, I've woken up and been like, what do I do today? And, and which yeah. is amazing, but when it's day after day after day and the world is like, there's no decisions that are ever made for you ever really. Oh, it drives you insane. Like. And I think it's oh been to me more lately I where I like, I, I think I'm going a little bit insane because of that. But again, it's just like life, it ebbs and flows. So I'm just hoping that this will pass. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like, it's very hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I know exactly what you're saying. And it's a weird thing to admit because yeah, people are like, what are you talking about? Like, that sounds like the dream. Like you just can do whatever the hell you want. And I'm like, yes, but that's so hard. What do I want to do? I don't know. And it's like, I think just, I don't know what it is. I totally get it though. And it's, yeah, it's hard to explain. It's just like, there's so much um, energy that goes into like decisions in general. So like when you constantly have to make them all the time, it's just tiring. Like, oh, so that's why I've tried to do as, as well as I could, like, as, or as much as I can take the decisions away. So with like this program it's helping, um, you know, like I've like volunteered sometimes and then like I've done my best to establish a morning routine and a nighttime routine. These are all things that like most adults just do and don't complain about. But for me, it seems to be challenging. No, I need to complain about it every, every chance I get. (laughs) But also I do it to myself because I don't have a good morning routine other than I wake up to no alarm almost every morning. And I like, I just like, you know, stretch out my arms. Like, okay, first thing, where do I get coffee? You know, like it's not like a healthy morning routine, but I tend to do it every day. Um, but also I think that's why like a lot of professional runners like they can't train themselves like a lot of professional runners people know what they have to do to be good at running like it's not rocket science most of the time like because I'm sure you know your body really well most elite runners know their body really well you kind of know what it needs whatever but if a pro runner has to make the decision of what they're doing every day I feel like it would just mentally exhaust you time after time after time again so I feel like that's why people have coaches a lot of the time it's just taking that decision away oh totally and like like at least having someone in your else in your corner to put your faith into instead of like a hundred percent just putting it in yourself not that like you're still putting it in yourself but um yeah no I agree support system yeah exactly yeah Maybe I, I need a coach. People. Maybe I need a life yeah. coach. A life coach, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think I would love a life coach. Someone to plan all my outfits. Someone to like tell me what to eat at all times. Although I think after like a week, I probably would be like, stop telling me what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine. I'm independent. I'm fine. Yeah, kind of the same. Yeah, like I would, I would love like someone to just be my assistant and like plan everything for me. But, you know, <laughs> we're in the running world. What? I would totally get sick of it though. That's the thing. I'd like say this, but then I'd be like, no, I want to do what I like. I want to make, you know, it's just like, we're never happy. eh? 
Which is never satisfying. <laughs> we'll never be happy. That's just what life's all about. <laughs> just kidding. I'm very happy, you know, but you know, there's some. We struggle. both are. We both are. Um, I'll just complain about my no routine every day and me, me getting coffee in the morning. Jeez, what a sucky life. I feel terrible right now. No, no, no. I think people will find this funny, right? I hope so. Otherwise, I guess I'm like the biggest tool on the planet. (laughs) No, I'll be right there along with you. We'll just be walking toolboxes because we both sound like... In high school, there was this program on the radio that we would listen to on the way to school every day, and it was called Tool of the Day. And the guys would just like tell a story of like some local dumbass. <laughs> and I feel like I should be nominated for Tool of the Day. I think I'm nominated for Tool of the Life because I feel like that's someone could just like say that about me anytime I do anything. I feel like, but oh well, I am just lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, lean into it. Lean, lean into it. That's what I, yeah. Oh man, there's like some phrase that we were using. I think lean into it was like the phrase that I was using with my friends last year where it's like, no matter what you do, you just got to lean into it. And it was just like a funny mm-hmm. little phrase. So I'm going to start using it again because I yeah. just like re-excited me for that. So everything I do, <laughs> I'm gonna, like tomorrow when I go and I wake up and I get my, and I get my coffee, I'm like, I'm just going to lean into this, you know? <laughs> That's great. You know what? I'm going to do that too. We can touch base again in a couple months. Yeah, it's going. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I like how this podcast, like, we've been talking for, what, like, 50 minutes now? And I don't even, I don't think we've brought up running, like, for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Come on, I feel like people like, you know, it's exciting. Um, yeah. Okay, well, again, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But do you have any, like, big running running goals? Hard pivot. <laughs> and by the way, while we're on the topic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, of course, I I think like <clears throat> this past Saturday, I def- that was like a big one. Uh, so that's nice to get that out of the way, you know, nice and early in the year. Um, yeah, but <laughs> that was a big one. All right, what next? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I think honestly, I think I have like tiers of goals. So, like for example, in these next two races, <clears throat> these are just like super stacked races, and I I haven't other than the Olympics and worlds, like I haven't been in races of this caliber before. And so I think just like learning how to navigate a competitive race and like try my best to perform as high as I can. That's like a goal number one. And then obviously when you, you focus on that, you hope that the times kind of follow. So I would love, love to get, you know, world standard up out of the way. Um, and then, uh, you know, the Canadian and record is, belongs to my sister so and it's 419 and you know that's not an easy one to get but it's a you know it's at the back of my mind if, if it happens uh that would be great but uh yeah and then outdoor is I think you know running under four minutes for the 15 running under two minutes for the 800 those are definitely goals that I really want to accomplish and I think are realistic um but again just focusing on racing as much as I can and getting into you know as many big meets as I can and then making worlds and being in that world final that would be great and then long term i mean obviously i think yeah I, I would love obviously to try to get a world medal at some point but i understand that that's very difficult to do so i'm just gonna do my best yeah, and hey, see what happens <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have a giant goal that scares them you know yeah exactly um, I'm curious about like your the dynamic with your sister because mm-hmm. obviously like oh my that must be like very competitive I feel like or at least growing up it probably was um 
what does that look like? Like, what's the relationship with you and your sister and running? Yeah, I think when we were both in high school, uh, it's like a three-year age gap. So she's, yeah, she's three years older than me. I think, um, I think it was tough in high school because, I mean, she's talked about this before. I think being the older sister, you, you do want to be better because you're, you know, and like there's more pressure, I guess. So I think it was definitely tough at times um, to feel like your little sister is like chomping at your heels. Um, but we always did, a, and we still do a really good job at like supporting each other. And it never became like it would get heated sometimes on easy runs where, you know, she would be like, Lisa, you're one stepping me. And, um, Sometimes we like run on opposite sides of the street. <laughs> oh, whatever you're saying, I completely relate. I have a sister. I have two sisters. My younger one wasn't as competitive, but I my older sister, she's one year above me, so we were together in high school as well. So whatever you say, I'm sure I can relate to. Um, yeah, running on the opposite sides of the street. We just get fed up. You're like, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, because then I'd be like, I'm not run stopping you. I'm just this is how I run. Like, deal with it. And then it would just get to the point where it's like, yeah, we've, we've got to separate ourselves because I do get that critique a lot that I'm a bit of a one-stepper and it's not on purpose, Ooh. everyone. Ooh. That's the a bad is, look. That's a bad look. I know. Okay. The thing is, is I think it's like, actually, you know what it is? I don't think I'm a one-stepper, but I, I hang on really close to like people's shoulders. And so I think my presence stresses them out because people have told me this before um like a lot of the guys that I train with at the university guys like I won't be one-stepping them because like they're they're leading the rep but like I'm like right on them and they say it like freaks them out so much and so then they go too fast and yeah. I like, swear I'm not doing it on purpose <laughs> oh my gosh you're just literally like, like the person that's like coming up beside you in lane two but like not <laughs> passing you but just like making their presence known and it's like hurry up <laughs> kind of you know um <laughs> but yeah and, and I apologize for it you know but the nice thing is, is I think like Maddie, for example, like my main training partner, we have a really good dynamic because she's, she's also three years older, but we have like kind of a sisterly dynamic, but because we're not actually sisters, it doesn't come with all the like complicated parts and like the competition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like when I do stuff like that, it doesn't irritate her. She's like, that's just Lou. It's all good. Um, and, but with my sister, she's like, can you please stop? You are driving me nuts. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think it's, you know it's yeah it's good but I, I think my sister and I you know like I think we're at a really good place where um yeah we're just you know cheering each other on and um we kind of approach the sport differently and we had we had like a nice conversation about it recently where we kind of were like yeah I think you know we just like approach things differently and like what we like what makes us tick and like what makes us feel fulfilled looks different and that's like true with a lot of runners right everyone approaches it differently so yeah, it's really nice. It's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, to yeah. have a healthy relationship, I feel like at that level would probably, and you're in the same events too. I, <laughs> I know. Luckily, Relentless. she's like 5K15 and I'm like 8.15. So helps a little bit. But Yeah, but you're still meeting in the middle of the 1500. Yeah. is like very aggressive. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, true. it sounds like it's healthy, which is good. Oh, um, totally. But then you guys were on, I mean, then you went to the same team together. So mm -hmm. you must like, how was that? Like, was that, um, I don't know, you're older then too. So I feel like you're not going to mm -hmm. be bickering as much. At least, no. I don't know. I imagine now if I was on a team with my sister, I don't think we'd bicker <laughs> as much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. 
uh, I think it helped that there were like a lot of other girls. I think if it was like just the two of us, then it would be, you know, it probably we would start bickering again. <laughs> you felt old habits die hard, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it, it it honestly was really great. Um, you know, we'd have some fun little banter every now and then, but not like bickering. Uh, but yeah, it was really fun. We didn't even like get too much into 1500 training together because when I was doing more specific 1500 stuff at altitude, she was focusing on the 5k. Um, and yeah, it's, which I think helps just like the, the, our strengths and workouts are look different. So I think um, that just helps like make it a bit more separated. Um, but it was really fun. It was nice being like on the same team and um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sounds like a positive experience, which is all you can yeah. ask for with family. So yeah. Um, okay. Well, I want to get into some listener questions to close out the episode because again, okay. I don't take up too much of your time because. Oh, no problem. We've, we've, we've chatted a lot. <laughs> She's been so fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. Do you have the salon or the gene that where, whoa, I can't talk. Do you have the gene <laughs> that makes cilantro taste like soap? Oh, thank God. No, I love cilantro. I'll put cilantro on anything. <laughs> me too me too i don't get that i'm like how does it do like soap literally i use cilantro like it's like spinach like i will just throw yeah. it into my salad same oh yeah totally on eggs anything yeah okay that was like the most that has to be one of the, like the more random questions i get usually they're like at least a little bit i don't know to do with running <laughs> do with running or something um okay what's your favorite workout oh oh that's so hard um okay I think I, I really like block fours to like get me uh feel like to feel ready for a 15 um but I also love a good like we do this one where it's like five hard 300 just kind of like all out um and you just survive that's really fun <laughs> only five that like that makes yeah. that, I just can't even imagine how fast how fast like how fast are you running them um so it's, it depends there's like different ways to do the workout and we actually haven't done it in a while um so like sometimes we've done it where it's like only three minutes for us so um you'll go like I don't know like maybe 42 and then see but then, <laughs> and like try to hang on but then but then sometimes we do um we haven't done it in a long time now that I think about it. I kind of miss it. Uh, but, yeah. I don't actually know. That's a good question. Like, if I were to do it now, I don't know what it would look like. I'll have to Maybe that'll be the next workout. I'll have to see. Yeah, that's probably going to be the next one <laughs> on schedule, it sounds like. There, yeah. I actually, we did this at Bowerman once, but I totally, like, misread the workout. Or, like, I don't think I would did it properly because it was, like, six threes with like three minutes rest and I thought we were just supposed to like go all out at the start but I think you were supposed to control a little bit my first 300 was 39 and I actually died I got no I died it was hilarious everyone had a good laugh about it and I yeah, can't I, even imagine running 39 for uh 300 39 <laughs> me neither I think it was an out-of-body experience <laughs> I I mean I paid for it I think the fastest I've ever run a 300 in my life is like 43. Like I can't even imagine 43, like high. I can't even imagine running a 39 and what that would feel like, especially being a nice. first rep. Yeah. It felt nice. And then it, did, it didn't feel nice after. <laughs> yeah. The like fifth one, I, that probably felt terrible. Um, yeah. I don't think I made it to the fifth one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Legs were lactic after 200 meters of that first rep, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, walk us through a perfect warm up before I work out like that. Oh, um, good question. Whoa. Uh, my warm up is usually like 12 minutes of, you know, jogging, depending on how I feel. It could be, you know, really slow or sometimes a bit faster. <laughs> if I'm feeling good, hopefully it's like not over five minutes. Um, and then we usually do some like tempo. Oh, sorry. That's for, for kilometer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was picking that up. I was like, I wonder if people are going to think that's like five minute mile. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like to do my warm up at the five minute mile. <laughs> five minute mile pace. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we usually do some like tempo in our warm up. So like, it depends. Like before a race, it'll be like two by one minute, really nothing. But before a workout, it's usually longer. Like it could be like 10 minutes of tempo. And then we do some drills and then some strides. And then again, before a race, I'll usually do like a 200 or 150 at pace before a workout, usually not so much. And then, yeah, and then you just get it, get her done, get into it. Nice. That's like a lot yeah. of like, like raising the heart rate before a, a race and workout, like doing like little tempo. Ooh. Yeah, but there's like two by one minute tempo, you know, like it's just to like, so that your legs don't feel like you just got out of bed kind of. Yeah, that makes sense. See, I'm like a weird person and I literally do like one stride. I'm like, all right, I got to conserve. I got to conserve all the energy. Like when people are like doing like strides off the line, when we're like on the start line, I'm like, why are you doing that? Like you're, you're losing ATP or whatever that thing is at the beginning. Yeah, whatever. Totally. Um, But everyone's different, you know, who am I to judge? Everyone goes trial and error, you know? Um, Exactly. Someone asked hobbies outside of running, but I feel like you've already explained. <laughs> yeah, I mean, many talents. Yeah, anything, anything else? Um, I like to sketch and draw. Uh, I like to. Well, I really like hiking and walking. Um, preferably in a nice forest. Uh, <laughs> forest, forest park. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I don't know. I like, I like uh, in the summer, I like kayaking bike ball uh, those are hobbies so much I like to read I don't know I'm not a cooker though I like to bake cookies chocolate chip to be exact there we go okay <laughs> yeah. Those are, yeah I feel like you got a good resume there yeah, um, there you go also what months were you living in Portland um literally I think I lived there November and part of December and then part of March yep Okay, so you weren't even there, like, during the nice times of the year. You were yeah, there during, like, the gross part. I know. And you still liked it when it was, like, all yeah. rainy and gross? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I loved it. Wow. <laughs> hey, I, I like Portland a lot, too. I mean, I lived there for, like, two years. But the rain just is too much. I know. I think, like, it's not necessarily Portland that I love. I think it's, like, just those West Coast forests. That's why I say, like, the West Coast. Because it's just, like, the lush and the hiking and just like the the lifestyle out there. I think I do tend to romanticize things as well. <laughs> literally me. Like when I move any like when I move anywhere it's like oh like I I romanticize literally everything. Yeah. Um especially when I look back and I like I know I had a bad time doing whatever it was. I just like I look back. I'm so nostalgic. Like I look back and I'm like oh, oh it's totally. like some of the best memories of my life. <laughs> getting that coffee yesterday morning no off. like literally it was a movie it was like crazy <laughs> it's never gonna be the same it's never gonna be the same except for tomorrow when i do it all over again yeah um, okay uh what's your favorite city that you've ever traveled to for running 
Oh. Um. Hmm. Oh my goodness. I mean, I Vancouver, but that's just because I want to live there really badly. But favorite, like, exciting city that I like visited for travel. Oh, that's tough. Oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the listeners are like uh, on the edge of the seat. They're like, "Tell us, hurry!" <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh. Oh. Uh. I went to Naples for the world, the world University Games, and I really liked Sorrento. It was beautiful. Italy is just beautiful. So I feel like that. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I've, I've never <laughs> been to either of those. I've never been to Italy. I've never really been to Europe. Oh, obviously, I've so only nice. been to Poland. I've been to Poland too. That what were cool. you there for? Um, the World Junior Championships. It was in Bydgoszcz. That was a cool city. I I don't know if I that's how you pronounce it. I hope that's how you pronounce it, Bydgoszcz. Um, but uh, yeah, that was really cool. I was in uh, oh, I don't even remember what it's called, and I'm gonna pronounce it wrong too. It's like Krynica, <laughs> Krynica Zdrojsh. Um. <laughs> That's probably that very good. wrong. <laughs> probably incorrect. It's and I don't even remember how it's like spelled. I just like I think yeah. that's how I say it. I don't know. Um, right. it's the World Mountain Running Championships. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I'm not a mountain runner though at all. Um, so that was like a one and done type stitch, and it was in high school. Did you compete and I got, at it? What? Oh, yeah. that's so you competed at it. That's so cool. Yeah, but I was like a junior. Like it was like a more yeah. lower key. Like I feel like the senior races are like actually pretty. I mean, the junior races were intense too, but I feel like they're more known yeah. in like the senior trail right. running scene or whatever. But I died. I was that. I'm not like meant to go up hills like that. It, we, yeah, it was like literally up a black diamond. It was oh, it was crazy. That's like um in high school. So in Ontario, we have something called OFSA, and it's like the provincial championships. And my grade 12 OFSA cross country championships was at a ski resort. And so like it was literally 4K up a ski mountain and then 1K downhill. And it was freaking terrible. I've literally skied there before. I was doing the race. Like I remember doing this on skis. Why am I running right now? <laughs> and it was so terrible. Oh my gosh. That haunts me. Like sometimes I fall asleep at night and I get flashbacks of, of that hill. <laughs> Why would they do that? I feel like that's like torture. Yeah, I think there was like people rioted after, you know, like people were not happy. And um, I mean, it was back at a ski resort this year, though. So I don't know if they learned their lesson. <laughs> they just really torture people and put them through a memory like that they'll never forget. Yeah, exactly. See, I mean, it worked. I did not forget it. That's for sure. Yeah, maybe you'll like romanticize it one day. You'd be like, oh, this is like, <laughs> this is, like the best race of my life. And I loved running up beautiful ski mountain. Every step was 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 beauty. Pain is beauty. <laughs> Every step was beauty. That's what I'm thinking about my next like like tempo run that I'm like hating my life. Like, Every step is beauty. That's um, a good motto. Okay, well the last question I have is, do you have any advice for your younger self? Oh man, yeah, constantly. <laughs> I think, ah, uh, I think just like patience, honestly, is a big one, and like just getting out of your head, I think is really big. I am definitely someone who overthinks a lot. Um, and, you know, you can, life is very long, and things take time. And so I think it's really hard to sometimes not get ahead of yourself. And just like constantly think of like the next goal or the next big trip or the next whatever you have on the line. Um, 
and just like, yeah, really enjoying where you are because I think I think that's the trap a lot of people fall into, you know, it's just like, what's next? And you're constantly looking for, um, on the horizon. But like we said, then you look back and you're like, wow, those were the good days, right? So, and I think that's something I still need to work on, like being in the moment and like staying grounded because, because yeah, that's, uh, it's tough. It's tricky. So yeah, that's, that's what I would tell them, her. Yeah. That's good advice. Honestly, I feel like that's, I definitely fell into that when I was younger. Like when I was in high school, I was like, oh, I just can't wait for college, you know? Yeah. Like NCAA running, it's going to be a movie or whatever. And then now I look yeah. back and like my high school, like my high school career was so fun. I wish I like, yeah. like really wasn't so focused yeah. on the next chapter. Um, And I think when my frontal lobe developed when I turned 25, like that's when I like really started to live more in the moment. Right. Um, and really just like appreciate, even like, you know, the ebbs and the flows. Like I wish, yeah. like, I just, even when I'm in like a bad moment of my life I'm like you know what yeah. I look back and be like this was the greatest day of my life <laughs> so I just try yeah. to like really remember and like appreciate wherever I'm at you know but it's hard yeah, it's exactly. way easier said than done yeah well I think also because like life is so weird that every stage of your life you are kind of constantly like working towards something so it's gonna be hard to not just like want to be at that something whatever it is but then it's like every stage of your life is so unique in its own way so you have to just like lean it, like we said, lean into it and enjoy it because you're not going to have that again. And yeah. And so high school, you know, can be tough, but you're never going to be in high school again. So just lean into it, man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Honestly, that's like a perfect way to end the episode. Um, where can people like follow you, you know, follow your journey. Um, if you post on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I've gotten better at it. I've made an effort to be better at it. Uh, I have Instagram, Lucia Stafford seven. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, the most common answer I get is like, then people say, Oh, I have Twitter, but I never use it or something like that. I'm like, yeah. Right, so don't go follow you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. No, I never even started the Twitter. So it's probably for the best. Even, running Twitter is yeah. very odd. So I don't recommend <laughs> getting on. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know what making a tweet would be feel like bizarre <laughs> i literally like tweet the most random stuff like it's not it's just stupid it's honestly i don't I, I just go in there to rot my brain to be honest so. yeah it's like journaling yeah exactly <laughs> some people write songs and some people tweet off their mindless thoughts into the abyss exactly yeah it's perfect all right lucia well thank you so much for taking the time i know we talked about like so many different things i really enjoyed this because i felt like i was just talking to a friend about the same experiences that I have um but yeah I'm, I'm sure other people enjoyed it too listening to it I hope um to close out the episode though can we get a good old peace out fellas peace out fellas thank you all so much for listening to this episode of commas over cold brew um I know that this episode was all over the place I just finished recording honestly I had the best time recording with her because we didn't talk about running that much um I just like like to hear about other people's interests or just like weird stories I feel like that's my favorite part of talking to people and just like hearing I don't know little interesting parts of their life so I hope you guys enjoyed just being the little fly on the wall as per usual don't forget to follow us on Instagram at combos over cold brew pod if you want to be up to date and submit listener questions for the episodes rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify it means the world to me reading your guys' reviews and thank you all so much for listening I will catch you all next week peace out fellas Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.